you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe Mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 883. Uh, hey, let's talk about some Nerdist Community Corkboard stuff. First of all, Comic-Con is... Oh my god, it's like a week away. No, two weeks away. It's two weeks away. Uh, okay, I just freaked myself out for a second. All right, it's two weeks away. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff there. In the coming days, I'll be able to announce uh, all the panels that I'm going to be moderating, so I'll see you out there. But I can tell you uh, we're not doing a Nerdist Live show this year, uh, and I'm not doing stand-up this year because my schedule was (laughs) – my Comic-Con schedule was killing me. <laughs> it was killing my, my, I was like no sleep, no time in between anything, you know, like, uh, uh, very early morning until like one o'clock in the morning every day of, of, of stuff. So I'm just going to go and moderate a few panels this year and uh, actually get to walk the floor and be social and say hi to people and not constantly be running up and down the streets of San Diego panting because I'm late for something. So I'm very excited about that uh, this year. Um, oh, but I believe actually they're doing Mystery Science Theater live there at Comic-Con, so you should go see that. Go see Jonah and the boys uh, do their Mystery Science Theater show, I believe, at the Balboa. But... Um, the first thing I can tell you is the Nerdist panel has moved to Hall H. How did we pull that off? I don't know, but I'm very excited about it um, because that's a big, that's like the biggest honor you could get at Comic-Con is being able to present at Hall H. So we'll be there Thursday at 4.45 p.m. Um, that'll be the Nerdist panel. We'll talk about Nerdist stuff. Uh, Chobot will be there. Dan Case will be there. Other people, Nerdist people that you know. And uh, we'll answer your questions. I like to do mostly Q&A for those uh, because uh, people have questions and I want to answer them. So we'll present and then uh, we'll answer your questions. So Comic-Con will be the 20th through the 23rd of July down in San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con International. Uh, Come down. Uh, uh, I will see you there. Also on the Community Corkboard, my name is Lloyd Elmore Jr. I write a blog that started out where I talked about my depression and then just turned into a blog about inspiration. I'd love to get more people to read it, and I can't think of a better place to notice since most blog posts reference a movie or TV show that I loved. It's called ambientthoughtblog.com. Thanks ahead of time. Well, uh, no worries, and great job to take something that uh, has been uh, something to, to, to process and struggle and turn it into a positive thing for people. Good job, Lloyd Elmore Jr. That's what I do all the time. 
So I, I'm very, I'm very proud of your decision. Uh, Reddit user Decius X says, "Hello, I would like to share this event from the 501st Legion and Make a Wish Foundation. They're going to have a Stormtrooper helmet art auction near D23 on July 15th. Check out the event page on Facebook by searching Project Wish 501st Legion Stormtrooper Art Auction." This episode is Andy Samberg, uh, a three-peat. It's the third time. Third time Samberg's on, and I love him. He's just one of those people that is not only fun to be around, but makes you feel funnier because he's so funny. Uh, but I absolutely love him to pieces. And he's promoting Tour to Pharmacy, premiering on HBO July 8th at 10 p.m. And, of course, will also uh, subsequently be on HBO Go and HBO Now. So watch it. Support everything he does. Because I love him. Uh, here's Nerds Podcast number 883 with Mr. Andy Sandberg. Katie, please roll the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. Conversation every day too. Yeah, you and I talk every day. Do you not remember the memento disease? Where every day we have to have the same conversation. I'm a memento guy. I'm a memento. Oh wait a minute, it is right on your chest. I want a doctor to tell someone that you have memento disease. What? You know the way you could really head fuck someone with that because if enough people told you that, they go, no, no, everything that you think it's not real. Like you, nothing that you think happened actually happened. If you could convince someone they were in the Truman Show. Yes. We really only take a few key moments. You know, I think that's the problem with our culture is that everyone assumes they're in the Truman Show. And that's what social media is all about. Red TV. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. But, but that's essentially what is happening. Everyone's filming everything. It's just not big cameras, just little phones. Truman Show and NTV were, like, very ahead of their time. Like, they were like, well, it was like Natural Born Killers almost. Yeah. Like, like, in terms of, like, this is the way media is and everyone's their own show. Yeah. But it's always funny... The same way, like, you know, dystopian future stuff that now the date of when they were supposed to have happened has passed. <laughs> That's right. When you rewatch them, you're like... So we don't have precogs or <laughs> cars that drive up the side of buildings? <laughs> what happened? That Blade Runner trailer looked good. It looks great. It looks really great. I was like, oh, no. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's as many examples of... We're going to make another one that don't work. Yeah. I feel like there are some good examples of, hey, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that, you know? Mad Max. Mad Max was fucking amazing. Mad Max at the bar. And I really loved Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was a fantastic it. Star Wars movie. Are we going? We yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, it does I don't care. I just was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like just chatting with Don't you. you leave that in. Don't you fucking leave that in. I fucking hated Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One... <laughs> I just found out Rogue One they shot on film. Is that correct? I, pr- I believe maybe, possibly. I, I feel like I heard they did, and the reason was so that it would look more like the original. The old Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Digital, I don't know what the... The thing with digital is it just doesn't look great. Like, And maybe it's just because we grew up in an era where movies had a certain depth and dimension to uh-huh. them. And not where everything just looks like reality television. Like, the high def, too high def just does not look good to my eyes. The way that I gauge it with Star Wars, weirdly, is, like, the glossiness of the Stormtrooper and Darth Vader helmets. Mm-hmm. There's that, like, 
thickness to it yep. texturally yep. that you can't really put your finger on. Exemplified, I think, the most in the red helmets in Jedi. Yes. The Emperor's guards. You just reminded me there's the craziest movie memorabilia auction that I've ever seen. The book is like this big and it's in a couple weeks and it's there's like an original R2-D2 unit in there, mm-hmm. Luke's, which is, they estimate between a one and two million dollars. I was going to say it has to be, right? Or lights, you know, an original lightsaber. But it's all of these crazy, you know, it's like Ghostbusters jumpsuits and then stuff from Back to the Future <laughs> and the console from Next Generation. And But one of the things in there when you said helmets is uh, fucking Dark Helmet's helmet from Spaceballs. Ooh, that I would bet. <laughs> I, I would bid on that hard. Shit, you and I are going to get in a bidding war for that. Now. <laughs> you want to just split it? Yeah, let's just split it. We'll just it'll give time. us a better chance yeah, of getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go in. We'll go in halvesies. Who else is out there bidding on that besides I, me and you? <laughs> there's someone. Well, because it's a very specific. It's like okay, if you had a nerdy sense of humor from that era, and you have an extra hundred grand. I mean, it's like there's a lot of things. Or it's like. Eric Andre, so he can use it on his show. <laughs> and then just break it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then we fucking blew we it up. We fucking blew it up. <laughs> that's, what's, that's terrible. This was so cool about it. No. That was... People were pissed, dude. <laughs> yes, that's it, because it's a bad thing to do. It's, pissing people off isn't the, always uh... the best. <laughs> but if, I think I, I still would, for a little bit, be like, oh, that's fucking cool. They blew that up. But yeah, there's that. And then, I mean, it's just. Stuff from Alien, and I've never oh. seen anything like I it. I still before. haven't seen the new Alien. Is but, Naomi Rapachi in it? Uh, no, no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is she in it? But don't tell me. Do, but don't. I don't want to know. Is it? No, no, don't. If there's a chance she's in it, nod. I'm not gonna. <laughs> just let it be a fresh experience. Let it be a fresh experience. For I'm you. a big Naomi head. Yeah, that's what they're called. You yeah. going to Naomi Con this year? <laughs> <laughs> you going to Rapache Con? <laughs> I think she should be in more things. She's probably like in 500 movies, right? Probably just shy of 500 movies. What? You want to list what uh, what she's got coming out? What Numi? Numi Rapace? Rapace. From the original uh, Dragon Tattoo series? Yep. Numi Rapace. Um, everyone's in everything now, though. Yeah, I don't know. Every, then, like every time I see anyone, I'm like, "Oh, hey, you were great at everything," <laughs> and all of those <laughs> movies that just came out at one time. Well, I, I almost wonder if there's a I think people are, are just because there's so much content now for people that people yeah. consumers just need it's not just like oh there's four movies coming out this summer it's yes. like 4000 4000 movies uh Prometheus Sherlock Holmes oh yeah the one with uh Jude Law uh-huh. I like that Dragon Tattoo uh-huh. um not more read all of them American. no I'm kidding. is that from Disneyland it is yeah it's old uh, it's an old uh, awesome. mm-hmm so I I get I do I do a lot of like memorabilia auctions. I go to a lot of memorabilia yeah. auctions, and so that's yeah, that's one of them. Uh, yeah, that's from the old one, Jungle Book. I love it. Uh, I gotta get back to Disneyland. I hear it's like changing fast. Oh my gosh, we sh- Oh my god, if you ever, uh, I bl- you probably could totally go. You don't need me, but I um, need you. Okay, um, <laughs> but I but I belong to this thing called Club Thirty Three. I've wanted to go to that since I was a teenager. My wife and I are members. Let me come with you. Yes, you can. Holy shit. My wife also is dying to check you it out. Absolutely. It's so great. There's Club 33, and then over in California Adventure, there's like a little satellite one called 1901. Okay. And they're great. They're great. It's kind of like Magic castle I've heard, but maybe not even that. Yeah, it, yeah, on the inside. And then there's, there's all sorts of, you know, there's paintings that 
do special uh, things yeah, that yeah. move. And but then there's just like a lot of history. Is like, oh, this console was used in Mary Poppins. You know, there's Ooh, like a little bit of that stuff okay. too. So the new one, I assume. the new one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the old one. We didn't save any of that it's, stuff. It's like when the movie awards do to give out the award for uh, upcoming summer blockbuster. Oh my god! For yeah. the best movie that hasn't come out yet, it's going to be so good. <laughs> How could it fail? <laughs> it won the award. <laughs> pre for, pre for, won for paying us the most money. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's just all nothing's real. Nothing's fucking real. Everything's a lie. Everything's a fucking lie. I was just talking to someone about. Just about the state of comedy in general and just about how sometimes I feel like, boy, my sense of humor is, is so is so much a holdover from just a pre-internet era. Right. And Who are you talking to about it? I was just talking to my manager, Alex, about it because okay. I, I was just trying to figure out. Like, I was hoping you were going to say Ray Romano. I was talking to Ray Romano about it. <laughs> and it was like, no, I love it. I love everything. I love the YouTubes. I like, well, ask my ma. It's my best. That's the best I got. <laughs> Apologies to Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would be able to discount that impression. I he think he'd be can't like, ever call spot on. He, he can't ever refer to his own mother as Ma. <laughs> right, please. Uh, but but just the idea that the, you know there's a whole section of of if you if you're a millennial and you grew up on the internet, your humor is is just a, it's just different. Yes, it's just a different slice of you know homegrown fail based. Weird non sequitur humor that is, you know, yeah. meme generated. Also, I feel like, and I truly don't mean this in a judgy way, I feel like the generation that grew up fully online, sometimes just doing something that already exists is considered a joke. <laughs> right. You know, that used to be like, oh, it was like a fan vid or an homage or something like that. But now it's like, no, we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> and people think it's really funny yeah and they like it and that's one that always i'm like i don't i wouldn't spend my time on that but i think that it's fun and cool that people like it yeah because they <laughs> because the internet in as much as you know people believe everything is should, is sort of open source and everything should be shared yeah which you know in general i agree with yeah I'm down but with that. but 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 it bleeds over into comedy it's like oh yeah you can just share jokes like they're your own like oh Oh, it feels weird. I mean, that's not really. It's also interesting because sometimes, like they, the general they of the web chooses the times when it's not okay. Right. You're like that motherfucker (laughs) stole it, and you're like, okay, is that why was that one not okay, and this one is? Well, you know those like those. I'm not going to mention any names, but there are these really popular Instagram accounts that are comedy Instagram accounts with millions of followers. And a lot of them, I don't know if they've changed their practices, but yeah. at least for the longest time, would take stuff and then crop out the attribution. So it yeah. would say, like, you know, buy so, – someone. it would have the tag of the username at the bottom and they'd crop it out. And it's like, oh, I mean, come on. Right. You know, that you made a conscious decision. They're like, we're just fine this stuff. Like, you cropped it out. It's like putting out, like, now that's what I call music without <laughs> crediting the artist that made the song. Moshe Kasher was telling me a story about – this Italian com- – I'd never heard the story, but this Italian comedian who like every year would release the most amazing comedy album. And it was like he was this huge comic in, in Italy. And then uh, after a handful of years, they discovered he would, he would just come to America. No. Just like – you know, like listen to Richard Pryor or whoever. Yeah. And then just translate it into Italian and just go do – 
When was this? I don't know. Before the internet, probably. Maybe, or around the same. Maybe the internet's what busted him. Maybe the internet's what what got him. You got busted. (laughs) Internet busted you. You say that at least once a a PCAST. Every day, yeah. (laughs) And I call it a (laughs) PCAST. Okay, so uh, we got our You Got Busted in. (laughs) When's he going to do the busted bit? (laughs) Hey, how's it going? You got busted. (laughs) I didn't do anything. I was just walking by. Did you find it? No. I got a tip. See, uh, I'm going to text Moshe and ask him if he... Uh, the if stuff he, in here is too cool to do your podcast in here because it's too distracting. I want to look at all of it. Oh, yeah, we want to look at everything, all the toys. It's so just a small piece of stuff that that you have that I'm, I'm starting to become overwhelmed. This is the second place I've been that has face grabber stuff oh yeah well because it just came out and so i think they were uh there one of them had the the actual cocoon like right as it was opening yeah but it's stuck in that position listen that auction has the original ones of those from the original movies i can't relax with that in my eyesight (laughs) like i'm glad it's behind me it does it just it's 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 prehensile and it'll just fold over your face and uh, it's so gross. It's, it's it's really great. That's definitely one. But of that was from a, an era where, and I, I when I, sometimes when I kind of talk about practical effects, people who do CG effects are like, "Hey, man, you know, we, we have a skill too." And yes, you do. But there's something about the limitation of practical effects that created terror because they couldn't show you everything. Correct. And that that was part of the fun of it is your imagination. Jaws. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You're imagining, and then even Alien, just like just seeing a head coming. Yeah, always sort of wreathed in shadow. Yeah, exactly. Do you, uh, (laughs) if you are making a movie, uh, do you ever think, well, let's? But how much, how much special effect heavy stuff have you ever worked on? Um, not a ton. I still am waiting to be asked to be in a disaster movie. That's like my big. (laughs) You might have to just make it. My big fantasy. You might like to to be like Owen Wilson in Armageddon. (laughs) That's like my dream. Have like a few little quick jokes and then like hang on wires for like hours and Look hours. Look out, man. Armageddon's coming, That's man. That's good. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, where's my buddy Ray Romano and his mom? How come you get, how come you're chewy? Or whatever he says. <laughs> but even in that, yeah, good Star Wars jokes. It's a good, yeah. And that was recent, like right around Bottle Rocket times. I feel like I had just sort of started discovering Bottle Rocket and then it was like, holy shit, the guy from Bottle Rocket's in Armageddon. You know, I think, I think a lot of people have, cause I know, ne- I'm, my schedule sucks, and it's I never audition for movies, so I never am in movies. But, but I, but I feel like I would never want to be like the main guy in a movie. I just want to be the guy that comes in and says a couple ridiculous <laughs> things and then leaves. No pressure. Yeah, in all things, that is much safer. I am finding. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's your big old schnoz on the billboard, and then let's say hypothetically it doesn't make as much money as people want, then you're like, oh, I wish I was the side guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. It's the mummy's fault. There, the mummy was on the poster. The mummy. I'm excited to see the mummy. I'm excited to see it too. And uh, but you better see it quick because uh, I, I don't I, think it's. I see everything on like iTunes or on demand now. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's true. When was the last time you actually went? When was the last time you said, "Honey, let's go to a movie. Let's park, go park the car, and head on in to a theater." Um, Force Awakens. Oh what? Oh my god, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Oh nice. I don't go there that much. But it's because, A, I'm lazy. Yep. B, Mm -hmm. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. And C, things come out so fast on demand now. Yep. And also, home entertainment systems are pretty dope. Yep. 
where I'm just like, this is surround sound. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, when you used to have a, <laughs> like a 20-inch CRT television with the little speaker and the and the thing. Yes. Then, of course, you would go see And VHS, and it's like 4 by 3 and all that <laughs> stuff. But now it's like, no, I'm like in a movie theater at my house, basically. But there are some movies that I, I think what's going to start separating the theater versus home theater experience is... It's just like giant event movies where you go, oh, you kind of need to see it on right. a massive screen. Like right. Rogue One was great to see on a big screen. Alien For Covenant sure. was great to see on a big screen. Logan was actually re- – even though Logan felt like a like a weird indie movie, it was actually pretty cool to see. Are you talking Logan color or black and white? Uh, I didn't <laughs> – <laughs> I'm waiting for sepia, you know? Like, just, uh, let's really steampunk it out. <laughs> oh, black and white. No, it's cute. Yeah. It's no, it's no sepia tone. Uh, sepia tone's more my thing when it comes to Logan. Just more... Pl- <laughs> <laughs> sepia tone is just more pleasing to the eye. How so, is there no one named Logan in the Bill and Ted movies? <laughs> Logan! T- Ted Theodore Logan. Oh, That's yeah. That name. is why yeah. I thought of it. Subconscious. Yeah, there is. There is! Andy. God. Subconsciously, yeah. I knew. Boy, there's so... every. Every so often, I feel like I hear, like, they're going to make it. Oh, I don't know if they're going to make it. Oh, they're going to do it. Oh, the Bill and Ted? Yeah. Dude. Why are those so good? Because. Is it? Sorry to cut No, you, you, please. Is it known just across, like, the comedy world, I guess, that the sequel is super funny? Um, I don't know, because the sequel didn't, I don't think it did great. Yeah. Um, But it's so weird and self-referential. Yeah. And. I feel like it's like Gremlins 2. Everyone's like, Gremlins 2 is kind of incredible. It's great. Gremlins <laughs> yeah. 2 is great. Yeah. Well, Key and Peele did that sketch, which is like the best thing ever made. That Gremlins 2 was great? The Gremlins 2 writing room sketch. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Holy shit. You will love that it. That is so specific. Jordan's on fucking fire in it. I think it's an old sketch he used to do. Gotcha. Like live, and it is maybe one of my favorite sketches of all time. That movie is spectacular in such a bizarre way because it... Whenever someone takes – they didn't try to recreate the, what, the first movie. They just said, okay, the first movie was a hit, so let's just make a movie that was really aware of what the first movie was. <laughs> and Bill just, and Ted's kind of like that too. Yeah, 100%. Almost in like a the first 21 Jump Street way. Right. Of like really making fun of itself and referencing itself. Like and, the Brady Bunch movie. Yes. But uh, Bill and Ted's, I feel like if – I really wanted to see a third one, and they keep saying there's going to be a third one, but it just never ends up getting made. At this point, it would be so fascinating. To see Keanu. To see Bill and Ted at, in what, in their like late 40s? Early Keanu's 50s? 50, and, yeah. and he kind of looks the same. And Alex Winter kind of looks the same, too. Dudes, the dudes are hunks. <laughs> They're perma-hunks. Cut from marble, dyed in the wool hunks. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else in that movie still around? But I can't uh, figure out like what that what the because I couldn't get any I couldn't get any tidbits out of either one of them, and so I don't know. Is it like do they have kids or is it them? Right. What's the? Well, it depends. It would have to be this. Somehow, there was a um, like a, a rift in the what was supposed to happen in the future with Wild Stallions yep. bringing peace to the galaxy. Yep. And they need to, like, fix it. Like, right. Back to the Future style. Right, 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 right. Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2, yeah. yeah. So then it, the whole movie would be about them as much more grown adults trying to correct, you know, 
what got thrown amiss, right? It has to be that. So, yeah. So, otherwise, it's just the future. Wild Stallions has brought peace, and everyone's just hanging out, and it's peaceful. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just a beautiful, feel good movie. It's like Eat, Pray, Love. I would watch the shit out of that. And also, I literally this week was like, you know, I kind of think that Wild Stallion song when they show up in the future and they're like, the music's excellent. I kind of liked that song. I wonder if it's good. And looked it up and found it. And it is really good. Really? And it is uh, With or Without You by U2. Like, it just is <laughs> that song. You know we're ending this podcast with, Katie. You got to find the Wild Stallion song. Dude. From, from the end of Bogus Journey or from the end? Or if, when uh, they go forward in Bogus Journey? W- no, in <clears throat> Excellent Adventure. In Excellent Adventure. When they flash forward to the future and they get off and... They're like, ooh, I think we went the wrong direction. Oh, right, 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 right. And they're like, oh, the music's excellent. And it's like very winky because it's them. Well, the uh, the other impressive thing about that is that that those um, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, there was so much Doctor Who reference in that. I mean, way before yeah. it was a cool, hip thing to reference, <laughs> you know, like the phone booth and the time streams yeah. and the... That movie was also pretty far ahead of its time, but I feel like uh, <clears throat> if there is a third Bill and Ted's, there has to be. I wanted to see like a standalone station movie, you know, the two little like <laughs> yeah. station. Like, I just wanted to see a standalone movie. I wanted that. to see a movie just about death. Oh right, right, right. He's the funniest character in Bogus Journey, I think. You but- have defeated me. <laughs> I am at your command. Best four out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe this guy. <laughs> That's a total cheater. <laughs> Colonel Mustard did it in the study with the candlestick. It's Sorry, so dude. Good. I also loved speaking back to what we were talking about earlier with the um, when the future looks like the present era, mm-hmm. that the future sounded like U2 in the 80s. It totally did. It's like the way that the future in Star Wars, all the hairstyles look like the 70s. They knew that U2 was never going to go away. (laughs) (laughs) They knew, they just knew that U2 was going to be in it for the long haul. It is a timeless vibe. It's still a good song. I feel like U2 would be one of those bands that is absorbed into the digital singularity first, and then just AI U2 songs just start getting created and appear (laughs) on your iPhone (laughs) <laughs> just that could be ra- magically. I could see that they'll do whatever. Yeah, I mean it's fine, <laughs> but it's funny to me that early U two is so. It was like it was really like about revolution and and harmony and Pete, and then it just turned into it's a beautiful. Day. Like it just got so. <laughs> it just got so bubblegummy. It did. It became very like this will be really good playing in the montage before the Super Bowl. But I. <laughs> Two teams. From two drastically different cities. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. It was a beautiful day. It's yeah. big business. But big business. Is it, that is the sort of ultimate is that the is that the sort of ultimate artist's journey and then blessing curse where it's like you know when you're young and you're you write about struggle and fighting and you're rebellious and then yeah. you get super rich and everything's <laughs> and then you're on private jet and it's like hey man I'm not rebelling against anything anymore I feel like it's just another another example of just how getting old kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> like what like line. like it's it goes, I think, probably for other people's professions, too, other than, like, being creative. I guess that's true. Where you're like, an athlete retires and then literally has nothing to do when yeah, they get older. Yeah, but those guys, or... they, they retire at, like, but, fuck, if I were a professional athlete, I would have retired 10 years ago. Yes. And then, I mean, you're still kind of, you're still young. 
Yeah. So what are you supposed to car dealerships? <laughs> that's that's what that's what you do. I think that's it. I mean, that's why they're all so business minded now, which is great. Smart. They're setting themselves up for the future, and a lot of them go into broadcasting. That is an older thing too. Is where you start to get older, you're like, well. I don't know if I'm going to be working forever, so I need to make sure I stash as much as possible. It's terrifying. <laughs> Ever, you always, no matter how much you make, you think you're going to run out of money. Yeah. I believe. I would hear those stories about Jay Leno. Like, oh, he won't live off his Tonight Show money. It's only appearance. He's like, he must have $200 million. He probably does. But in his mind, it's like, it's all going <laughs> to... Like, yeah, but what if... Someone robbed me of all that. <laughs> Stick him up, Jay Leno. <laughs> ah, I shouldn't have kept this under my mattress. Eh, it's all right. Here you go. You got a good Leno. And it's okay. I didn't realize this was going to be an impressions parade for well, you. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy for with you it. for your <laughs> sketch show that you're that you're not on. Most people still think I'm on SNL. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, no, they yeah. don't. Really? Out in the streets? Yeah. Hey, SNL. Uh, is a show? Is a show? Yeah. Well, it's I've gone back many times. Of course. I would say this, I think this year was the first year since I left I didn't go back at all. Oh, uh, did it feel weird? No. No. Didn't. But I think at least once or twice a year, all the other years since I left, I went back and did something. I feel like because you're part of the family, you'll always... I love to believe I'm like one of those <laughs> cast members that's like inner circle that gets asked back. Sure. So anytime they're like, hey, would you want to? I'm like, sure, I'll come to it. I'll come to it. <laughs> You just appear right there. Hey, was in the neighborhood. Yeah, but it does. You, 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 I, def, I, get, I guess that fear of, you know, it's like, hey, you're really cool in high school. And then you show up one day and you're like, hey, everyone, it's me. And everyone's yeah, like, that's who the, the fucker? That's definitely the fear. <laughs> you never want it to be that. Like, oh, yeah, this guy with his dick wraps. <laughs> I remember those when I was 12. Those are offensive now. <laughs> those are offensive and I'm outraged. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought SNL had a great year. This year it was incredible. That is, that is my comment. I I thought it was really funny. It, this year was an incredible year, and you know it's unfortunate that there was so much political strife that drove it. But I am yeah. so glad that SNL like did what it was designed to do, which was be able to comment on what's going on. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, and election and, years are always huge there. Oh yeah, but this one especially because obviously it's a waking nightmare. That <laughs> <laughs> I'd never spent any who was it was I just talking to someone on the podcast about when we shot I did Red Nose Day and we shot it at 30 Rock and we shot some stuff on the 8H stage yeah and so my dressing room was like the it's like the first dressing room right off the stage uh-huh. and I'm just the whole time because I never really spent much time there the one the host dressing room I don't know it's like so if you walk out of the studio you go to the right turn to the right and it's the first room yeah, in there that's the host and oh, yeah I'm so glad I pooped in there <laughs> <laughs> you sat on a toilet so many greats have sat on <laughs> so many greats <laughs> and in the back of my mind I'm like I don't really have to poop but I kind of gotta make it happen <laughs> I'm just gonna go rub my butt around on it <laughs> just soak up some of that big Scroll, jagger yeah all right then <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now I'm very self-conscious of how many stupid voices I this do. This is as good as Harry Styles. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in NSYNC now. I was, at, I was at a party once, and he was there, and I was talking to a couple comics about Trump, just about everything that's going on. Like, wow, this is during the election. Yeah. And he walked up, and he heard... Three, didn't say anything. You heard three minutes of the conversation, and then just like a cat, just dis, just ran, went into another room. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, if you're Harry Styles, you probably 
don't really you aren't conditioned to have to sit through conversations that aren't interesting to you. Uh-huh. Your thought is just like, oh, I haven't been inside someone for like an, a minute, <laughs> and so you, <laughs> you you just disappear. And it's true. You well, don't have to. Or he's like, I don't know anything about American politics. No, I'm sure that's what it was. We just sounded but like creepy old. Make people. no mistake, he was going to the other room to fuck. <laughs> he was going to the other room. If you were him, you would be a hundred percent. The guy's a dreamboat. He's dreamy. Cut from marble, dyed in the wool, hunk. Hair or no hair, it doesn't matter. He's already. He's like the third Bill and Ted. He... <laughs> oh, I kind of hate love that. Like. <laughs> If they could use him properly, it would be kind of fun. Actually, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. idea. Uh, Get hairstyles on the (laughs) Hey, Keanu. Busted! (laughs) Yeah, I really hope they... I just hope they don't do it with other people. I hope they do it with Keanu and Alex. Agreed. It's not like... Agreed. A new era of Bill and Ted. No, that never works. No. When you... Have you ever been presented with an idea... That was like, we're going to give you a lot of money if you do this thing. And you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to be the guy that... To redo a thing? Yeah. I think I've been on a list of people that they were feeling them out. Got it. Not necessarily like I passed. I don't want to make it seem like if anyone is attached to or does these things... Right. ...that that they were asked after me. Right. But, you know, when your agent will be like, hey, they're asking around to see if people are interested in working on like police academy or something right. like that or right. like fletch is right. another one that was bouncing around Ooh, yeah um, who plays fletch i wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole <laughs> are you kidding me it's, i mean it's such it's for to me it was like that is just him if chevy chase can't follow up fletch with fletch lives successfully who, who can come in and be well it's like fletch. you wouldn't be like we're gonna remake billy madison right you're like no no <laughs> They did a pretty good job. Sandler, he's Billy Madison. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's still going. And Chevy Chase could do Fletch if you want to do another Fletch. It's Groundhog Day with... Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did do that one. They just made it sci-fi. What? Oh, right. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Which is... Fun movie. Edge of Tomorrow and Looper, my two favorite sci-fi movies the last 10 years, I think. Both great. And I think Looper did well. I think Edge of Tomorrow didn't do as well, but I think they didn't... They're doing a sequel. They are? Because it did international. Oh, good. Cruz does international. He brings it. Well, that's it. Like, when Mummy came, <clears throat> Mummy didn't do as well this weekend. And, uh, and you know, listen, I obviously, I don't think anyone feels bad for a big movie star. Like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. He's got money. He's got fine. But he's a really nice guy. And I want, I always feel like, oh, I root for him, you know? And when they say... You know, I saw the articles that were breaking down the like, maybe his star is fading, or maybe people don't want these problems. Like, you know what? If the movie had been great, people would have seen it. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just as simple they're, as that. They're just filling filling the silence. <laughs> he just put out Mission Impossible, and it was like the biggest thing ever. Right? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't think anyone's worried about Tom Cruise. He's like one of the last real movie stars, right? Yeah, yeah. Him and the well, yeah, yeah. I guess Harrison Ford's. I like the Harrison Ford's just kind of wrapping up all the loose ends. <laughs> He's got to die in all his original movies. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Yeah. He's got to just go through and just like wrap them all up. If he dies in Blade Runner, I'm going to be pissed. He, the, I'm positive he'll die in Blade Runner, so that they can't ever recast Deckard. I'm positive that like, they and will. And this way, I can just die in real life. He's got to. <laughs> He's got to go, go die in all those pres- those Tom Clancy movies. No, how dare you, Mr. President? Oh, I'm a oh shit. Ryan Gosling, pick up this gun and go save the day. But you're a different character. You're a different guy. Not the same guy at all. Different guy. I just want to make that clear. Uh, you're Tony Ryan. 
<laughs> no relation. No relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> Still a coincidence. <laughs> I probably should have thought that one through. There's no relation for no reason. Why bother having his last name be Ryan? That's not our job, kid. <laughs> the whole movie, they'd yeah. be like, this is Tony Ryan. No relation. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you're both kind of tall and handsome. And you're going, all right, it's a coincidence. We got to save the president. That's incredible. No, Wait, but really. in Indiana Jones, Shia was his son in the end, right? That's what the reveal was? I guess, yeah, I guess so. And what was his name? Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota Peacock Jones? I don't know. I don't know what his name was. I'm also, I enjoyed that movie fine. You know, people, people were like venomously hating that movie. Well, I think the what, monkey sequence, but you know, otherwise it was fun. I think what's hard for people to I think it was Mutt. Mutt. Mutt Jones? Williams. Oh, Williams, because he didn't know that he was a Jones. Right. I, I think what's hard for people to understand <laughs> is when you're a kid and you see something that you've never seen before, you can't recreate that experience. Right. So nothing is. At the older you get, the very few things you're going to be like, my mental horizons have been widened because you've just seen so much. So yes. you have to understand that you you are watching things on a bit of a of a curve. Yes, from when you were 13 years old. I think that's fair. So you can't, you know. That said, like Temple of Doom is so aggro compared to <laughs> Crystal Skullhead Vodka or whatever it was. Right, right. Crystal Skullhead Vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sponsored by sponsored by Crystal, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I I know what you're saying though. I'm sure kids saw that Indiana Jones and were like, "This is great!" Right? He's swinging through the vines with monkeys. Oh, but you needed to see the original one when he went to the <laughs> that one's slow. How dare you? It is interesting though. Like now that it, everyone has kids that I know, they show the old movies we loved when we were kids to their kids, and their kids are some of them. They're just like, "Yeah, it kind of sucks." <laughs> and you're like, "What? How dare and you?" And then I remember my dad being like, "Have you seen?" The original King Kong. <laughs> oh, where he's all like weird and, like, and, and his hair. The claymation weird. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's like <laughs> it's like those sequences in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> no, it wasn't about that. I will say now, as an adult with like you know a degree in film, mm -hmm. I do know like historically that King Kong was really cool and important, and I do love watching it. But like I, when you compare that to Star Wars. When we were kids, yeah. you're like, no, I don't want to fucking watch Star Wars. Well, there's just this. I think the same complaints we had about movies from the 30s and the 40s just being sort of slow and drawn out yeah. is just exponentially more because kids are just stimulated all the time. Yeah. And I know, I know I've, I've had people, I've friends who they've shown their kids, you know, episodes four, five, and six, but then they show them one, two, three, and they find the kids respond better to the prequels. Right. Than the originals because it looks more like the stuff they watch. I guess so, yeah. And, and it also was just... made more for, with them with kids in mind. Right. I think you know you just wish the prequels had looked like Avatar. Yeah, but they didn't. Boy, fucking James Cameron, that like that putting all of your how many avatars? The of... There's four avatars being made. There's right a now. ton coming out, and you really think. He did something which you really should never do in the business, which is he's the put all your eggs in one basket guy. Yeah. I'm going to spend 10 years on one thing. He, yeah. I think he's just like the way that like a junkie is looking for a new fix. Like you have to do more and more heroin kind of in order to get off. <laughs> he's like, well, I did Titanic. They said that was going to be the Titanic of movies. And mm -hmm. that was the biggest movie ever. And then I did this Avatar weird ass thing. And it turned out to be the biggest movie of all time again. 
Maybe I'll do five Avatar Why movies not just do five of them? Spend it all at once, because fucking that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's working on anything? Yeah, and then in between that, he just goes to the bottom of the ocean. Does like, yeah, crazy documentary yeah. about the Who's going to go to the bottom of the ocean? In between, while we're, while we're sorting out the technology to make the CG look really good. Can you imagine shooting anything with that kind of budget? N- no, I, I don't. He's probably spending like billions? A billion? Maybe. Ultimately, I mean, for all of them together, probably, at least. Because if you think of like a, like a run-of-the-mill summer blockbuster now is like 200. Yeah, 200, 250. And then when you throw in the advertising. 500. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. So if you're making four avatars, each one of those is probably more than one of those, right? Yeah, probably. So, I mean, it's got to be like. But it'll make it all. I mean, it's like the studio's got to basically like write a collective check of like four billion dollars. But he hasn't he hasn't <laughs> cashed in on that sweet sequel that that you know like audiences are very generous to a sequel because they're like, well, the first one was good. I'll definitely go see. Right. And it's had so much time to percolate. Now there's fucking Avatar World, the Disney World, yeah, and there's yeah. one coming to Disneyland, and and so it when the sequel comes out, it's like it's, he's he's going to be in great shape. He's going to be in great shape. However, yeah, you're right. Because even like the Hobbit movies, which by the standard that was set with Lord of the Rings, people were kind of bummed, right? Yeah, probably a little. I mean, yeah. just but but they all made a billion each. They all made a ton of money. It's more and the and the prequels made a billion each. It's more just like, do you feel good about it? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel good about having some hipster nerd? Be like, I'm not even going to review this movie. That's true success that you could make three more movies that people don't like that much and they all make a billion isn't it funny how dismissive i am losing my patience with the dismissive nature of people on the internet like yeah they just fucking suck like what have you done that made a billion dollars yeah yeah yeah. what have you done that made a billion there were really cool things in the hobbits yeah absolutely but they weren't as good as lord of the rings well again you know it would have been one great movie when lord of the rings came out one book it was that was that amazing period of time, you know, in, in, the, in that, that early 2000s, you, the technology had just caught up. Yes. So you have a great X-Men movie, a great Spider-Man movie, right. Lord of the Rings. Like, all these movies are, are really, you know, just um, converging. And it was just the perfect time. So we had never seen anything like that before. And seeing... You know, like that fucking um, um, what's his name, Smeagol, uh, um, Gollum. The you could call him Smeagol. <laughs> I could call him Smeagol. Frodo did. Frodo did. Listen, it was it, <laughs> it's uh, inaccurate in the timeline. Uh, he was definitely. He's trying to bring him back to that Smeagol. He was place trying to bring him back because he, he had to poison. He was too poisoned he by had the to ring. He could come back. But uh, that looked really good. Yeah, and still does. I rewatch them often. But how does Jurassic <clears throat> Park hold up? From like 1991, 1992, and I watch like a big budget action movie today or a big budget sci-fi movie. And I'm like, how are they still not getting the weight yeah. down and the movements? <clears throat> yeah, like I feel like they spend so much time. Like, but look at the hair. Uh-huh. You can see the hair follicle. Like, <laughs> I know, but it just looks like Feels he's walking weird. on a cloud. Yeah, it's, it's just like anything, right? Some people are good at it, and some people aren't. I guess, but I do. Lord, think- sorry, Lord of the Rings also did the alien thing, though. Even though it was CG and it kept it really dark. Yes, like th- probably the stuff in Lord of the Rings that's the most like eh, is when it gets really bright. Right, like the battles. The battle. The battle scenes look pretty good, though. Yeah, the, it's crazy how good it looks in the third one because it's all in like 
bright daylight. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, because after the second one, there's the Battle of Helm's Deep, and you're like, well, but it's raining and it's dark. They did a really good job of like hiding all the, (laughs) showing all the seams and stuff. But then that last one, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, I feel like it's time for I feel like it's time for you to do like a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget <laughs> comedy. <laughs> comedy. I miss those days when like I miss the comedy action movie days of like the big time director directing like right. you know, Beverly Hills Cop or Last Boy Scout or they're, like they're kind of doing them right with like Dwayne Johnson. I guess stuff. so. Yeah, no, I guess so. Wasn't Central Intelligence kind of that? Yeah, but I but those I guess maybe I'm just thinking of you know the. Some of the movies were like kind of dark, like right, they right, it right, wasn't right. just like yeah. It leaned more into the action part. It leaned more into the action right. part and was supplemented by having an, like Eddie Murphy or an ama- or, you know or another amazing performer at the center who could like it would have been just a great action movie, but then adding that layer yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like everything has to be all or one thing or something else now. This is super left of that center. But something that did action and comedy, and I thought really well, was Nice Guys. Did you see that? Oh, movie? yeah. Nice Guys was great. It's not that genre you're talking about, but I was like, holy shit, this is genuinely funny. Yeah, they did a great job. I was like a little angry after I watched <laughs> Nice Guys, where I was like, is, fuck, is fucking Ryan Gosling funny, too? That is not cool. Does he need everything? I was a little pissed. Yeah. That bit he does with like trying to put out his cigarette in the in the uh, the bathroom and like yeah. the door keeps opening and shit yeah. i was just like this is like good physical comedy he is funny and they were both really funny in it and it <laughs> yeah and it looked great it's a good movie it was a really good movie yeah that was one of my favorites of that year is that are they making another one of those i'm not sure i just assume that everything that does well like we have to make another well, one I, of those i don't i don't know it that it did well i think it was on everybody's like how did nobody see this lists but but i but i feel like i talked to a lot of people who were like you like oh my god the movie was so great we live in L.A. We do live in L.A., yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a pop star here, too. I feel like everyone I talk to that's in my friend group with the same exact taste says that <laughs> I don't understand. Now, everything I think, I don't understand. Yeah. We're doing good here. <laughs> Is there any type of movie where you feel like, oh, man, I wish I'd get asked to do that? Besides uh, disaster movies? Besides a disaster movie. Um, yeah, like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds, every kind of movie. Does it, so it ultimately just never gets any better. It's like whenever you, and I mean, that's a very negative way to say it. <laughs> but I mean, like when you accomplish a certain thing, you're like, oh, hey, I got this thing. Oh, man, but I didn't get to play in that circle over um, there. It's weird. It's weird. Because my probably my favorite genre of movies is sci-fi. That's like the thing I like watching the most and get the most excited about. But I don't know that I should be in one because I would probably ruin it because people are like, he's going to be goofy and ruin it. <laughs> and then if I'm not goofy, they'll be like, it just was weird. I kept waiting for him to be goofy. Right. Like, I don't want to name names, but oftentimes people who are comedians or known for comedy get cast in serious stuff. And they're not bad or anything, but I'm also just like... I don't know why you're in this. Well, it's the expectation of yeah. the audience. Like, what are you? You need yeah. to find that one that has the perfect balance of like quirky computer guy. Yeah, exactly. Who can be the, or like Jake Johnson in uh, Jurassic World was great. Right. Where I was like, that's great. Yeah. And then Chris Pratt was the lead. <laughs> <laughs> he was a comedian. He's the lead in everything. And now. now he's just so buff. He's he, fucking ripped. They and won't. A movie they won't star. let him be funny anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's funny as shit too. He is really funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's that that <clears throat> that crossover is a is a really. It's a dice roll getting buff though. 
Like if if you or I got super buff, or you could be Piscopo. That's what I'm saying. It's a dice roll. It is a dice roll. But- and in the beginning, it was Ryan Reynolds. It was like a lot of resistance, and then finally. Deadpool happens so big that now everyone's like he can be buff and funny. Well, but, but like he's, I think he's hilarious, and he's I great. I used to think he was just a super funny comedian, and then he got really buff, and everyone was like, "What is he?" <laughs> <laughs> Does not like, compute. He confuses people's brains. He can't be. And I was like, he's still funny. Yeah, he's still funny. He's just buff now. You know, he benefited no. from because he was both, and they never knew what to do with him. They kept kind of smushing him into these roles, and I feel like he would, tr- like his natural personality would try to come through, but I feel like it was stifled a little bit. Yes, so they're like, no, 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 you got to be hot, funny guy. Yeah, and then finally he gets to make his own thing. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, that's what he, that's what he's, you know, amazing at. He was cruising, being funny though. What was the one with, uh, with him and Sandra Bullock? Is it the proposal? Is that what it's called? Yes. That is a good movie. Yeah, like I watched it, not voluntarily and then by the end i was like that was fucking great <laughs> that's a huge sci-fi movie right no no not the proposal. but he was really funny in it. both of them are really funny yeah and it'll be interesting to see what like how do you make a deadpool sequel i feel like is an interesting challenge yes just going back to the you know like gremlins 2 and uh but because well, they started really self-referential very self-referential yeah. and did they exhaust like how do you how do you one up that if you kind of made all of the self-referential jokes about what super the state of superhero movies and you know now they are one of those now they are one of those movies, yeah. movies so how do they oh it's the trappings of success <laughs> uh, but but that'll make a shit ton of money then the question is like what happens on a third one right can they keep that can they keep that going right and what happens when T.J. Miller decides to leave. <laughs> He's going to, sorry, guys. Oh, I did it again. I did it again. Oh, I can't help that it. That sounded nothing like him. No, it's me, TJ Miller. <laughs> no. Yeah, hey, Andy. <laughs> Sound like Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> my mother, my father. Hey. Hey, man. Bachman. Bachman, man. Yeah, man. Wait, no. who's that? That's that. Now you're the dude. Now you're listening to Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't that his name on Silicon Valley? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ehrlich Bachman. There yeah. should be a Logan and Bill and Ted. There, Andy, we've covered this. There's a couple. There's Sorry, I've got memento disease. Ted and... But you wouldn't know that. That was like seven callbacks in a row. You we are professional comedians. You wouldn't... We've got this locked down. Busted. Busted. Make it eight. Definitely let's keep listening to this. Whoever's listening, definitely... You know, I really like I really like watching a snake choke on its own tail. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you're here to promote a film. This movie is called Tour de Pharmacy. It is, thanks. It is uh, premieres HBO July 8th, if I'm not mistaken. You're just pulling that. There's no nothing written down in front of you. I'm no, really I impressed. never. Yeah, it's just, in, it's just in the noggin. You're a goddamn pro. I, you know, sometimes I sneak it in there. Sorry, I love to say goddamn because I'm not God allowed to. damn it. They don't let us say it on Fox, so I got to get my rocks off here. <laughs> That's how you get God your rocks off? damn it. Boy, you're really... Why are you... Just a hand slides down. God damn. Blaspheme. <laughs> Ugh, I, mean, I want God to damn uh, this. Enraging certain sponsors. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like we've said, at this point, I don't think there's anything you could say. Well, no, I, I mean, mean I mean the Fox ones. Oh, the Fox yeah. ones, yeah. You can't... You can't say goddamn on network. Yeah, there's some... Can you say anything? Do they just bleep stuff? Can you say you can't you do bleeps shits? or blurs? It was a rude awakening for me to start doing a show on Fox. The no bleeps. 
I was like, all. that's like half my career. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you saw my other work when you hired me, right? What did you think was going to happen? But you guys still figured out how to make it work. Yeah, it's just a clean show. Yeah, I know. I'm, but that's, that's good. I think it's good to have boundaries to have to write around. It makes you more creative in, in different ways, for sure. And I also will say, I, I'm very grateful now that I have worked within a discipline that way. Like, and I like that I do a show that's clean and then I also do other stuff that's filthy and <laughs> it's, it's good to have a little bit of diversity to it. I think. Are you, do you, do you don't tour live anymore? Do you? No, I never really did. We've been about to do a lonely Island tour like five times and then it always falls apart. Oh my God. That would crush. I don't, would it still, you think? Yes. I'm always so scared that you walk out there and they're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> that's the boat guys what remember the boat song from havasu what's the boat it's the boat guys oh i don't know i don't have tv <laughs> i'm a cord cutter <laughs> my name's logan logan i'm definitely in bill and Ted's. <laughs> i think you guys would crush with that tour uh, absolutely fun. we're getting close to being too old maybe but yeah, I would love to do it still. At least like one show. Maybe really fun if you did it in Vegas, but the conceit was that you were all too old to be doing it. And so you're like, all, <laughs> so you. <laughs> so, it's like our retirement. It's like your show. retirement. Yeah, it's yeah. the Lonely Island Retirement t- Tour. And it's just like a handful of shows at like Caesars Palace. People do that younger and younger. But fucking, yes, Britney Britney. Spears. Yeah, I was like, Britney, you don't have to do that yet. But apparently she's just probably making jillions of dollars. I mean, I'm sure they're like, here's $100 million for two years. She's like, yeah, I'll hang out in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, what else would she do with those two years? I mean, live someplace like really nice and calm. (laughs) Have a, you know, a grounded home life. Mm -hmm. Not like surround herself with people that have gambling addictions. In a false. uh... (laughs) Like a desert. (laughs) Filled buildings that crank oxygen in to keep people spending money. We're, yeah, we're you know not going to work every day where it smells like a bar mat. Yeah, and, uh, you know where everything's not vinyl and black no. toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, I can't see any. Other yeah, there's no downside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's zero downside. Uh, we should knock it. We'll be there soon. I will I mean, see you there. Listen, if we're lucky, I I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be really fun to do to, to do that. I think, and I think you'd be very pleasantly surprised at how many people would go because I think people. You know, you guys as an entity are such a were such an impactful force of comedy, and really sort of ushered television and SNL into the digital age. I mean, there's no there's no way people wouldn't be psyched. Well, that is that. nice of you to say. I can't help but feel like we'd be up there and they'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know if I like the original <laughs> King Kong." <laughs> Why did we do King Kong? We should have done our songs. (laughs) (laughs) Are they reenacting the original claymation King Kong? Start to finish. Who's that? Uh, That's that other creature that they is only in that one scene. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot. There's other. I thought it was just Kong, but they're just talking out loud at full volume during the show. What is this? Did did King Kong just lift up her dress? You made it sound like King Kong is a lady, and King Kong just lifted up her dress. Oh, yeah, that's another way. We took some liberties. King, why is King Kong doing a Mar- Marilyn Monroe over that grate? And what a large grate. <laughs> Who knew there was a grate that large? Bro, Anywhere that, that grate was practical. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cost a million dollars mm-hmm. to have that great. Totally worth it, though. The whole crew fell into it. <laughs> Everyone died. It was Mo- worth yeah, it, though. That was the most fucked up shoot ever, dude. Yeah, just another <laughs> night in Vegas. So anyways, what were we talking about? Tour de Pharmacy. Tour de Pharmacy, thank you. You're so welcome. I don't know even what to call it. Is it a movie? Is it a television special? Is it's, it a comedy special? Well, is I think it a- it's, it's, it's like a, it's a, I think mockumentary is the perfect word because it yeah. is like a sports documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same amount of time. If you say mockumentary, you don't have to acknowledge what length it's supposed to be or not. That's be. right. So it's just, it's a, a sports documentary. It's a special. It's a, it's a sports special. HBO posters say an HBO special event, yep. special presentation, something yep. like that. I'll take and, that. And the cast is insane. It's insane. You got some amazing... I'm really excited about it. I know I'm like promoting it, but I am. I, we're like finishing it right now, and I think it's good. Can you just list some, some names? Yeah. Is it okay if I reference my phone? Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Uh, yes, I can mention the cast. Uh, <laughs> Cut, Andy. I didn't what? believe it at all. <laughs> Come on, man. You're... So you uh, you know cast, you really want people cast, to know cast. yeah the cast it's off the a, top of my head yeah, let me see very exciting you've worked on it's it like, it's like uh, it's like Orlando Bloom okay, Jeff he's reaching Jeff I like Goldblum it. okay yeah who else has Bloom in their name Rachel I Bloom <laughs> no she's not a John Bloom and Onion <laughs> Bloom and Onion uh, Dolph Lundblum John Cena Bloom David Diggs Bloom Danny Glover Bloom Freddie Highmore Bloom he's too old for this Bloom <laughs> Julia Ormond Bloom. Bloom. Judy Bloom. That would be a coup. Judy Bloom, just out of nowhere, just Judy Bloom in a, in a, in a sports documentary special mocking uh, doping. There's more. What? James Marsden, Kevin Bacon, Maya Rudolph, Nathan Fielder, Mike Tyson, friggin' Forte's in it. Felicia Rashad has a small part. Isn't Serena in it. Williams in it too? She's in Seven Days in Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, that came out already. This is we're kind of we're trying to make this like a thing. The, le- a- the legends of sport. Like banner, and what are what what are what's left? Like what sports are left? Yeah. We have to choose whatever the next one is. Golf. You think golf? Well, I think especially with everything that's going on with Tiger and all of the yeah, that's then, true. There's a lot of funny stuff to pull from golf. Golf is scary though because there's Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore. That's true, but Caddyshack is not a professional golf movie. Happy Gilmore is, but it's not like but this this documentary style. It does. It def- differentiates it totally. Sure. Totally. I mean, it's not. Good. It's no Tin Cup. <clears throat> Love Tin Cup. <laughs> uh, me and Akiva, my buddy Akiva, you you know him. Yeah. But uh, he's a huge Kevin Costner freak. Like he'll watch anything Kevin Costner's in. Yep. And uh, we definitely watched Tin Cup. <laughs> There's a song in Tin Cup in the movie that I believe at the the start of it, the um, the singer goes, "Go on and get him, Cup." <laughs> <laughs> like as if like that his Cup's name a is, guy. his name is Tin Cup <laughs> he just didn't understand and he's, <laughs> but it's like the song should be at the end of the movie in the credits yeah that's the one where you're like it was a crazy movie and this happened and then this happened but it was still shouldn't reference a thing like it's a guy's name it was like the montage song in uh, the South Park uh, oh yeah Team America or South Park uh, t- uh, <clears throat> Team America probably Team they America they did it on the show too I think Something similar like that. Probably so. Regardless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters. It matters to me. It matters so fucking much. It matters to me. (laughs) Uh, This might blow your friend Akiva's mind. Uh, In a little movie, you may know this, in a little movie called Night Shift, a comedy that holds up. Yes. Amazing 
Ron Howard directed Michael Keaton, Henry Winkler, Shelley Long. Do you remember the movie? I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, so uh, they start a, a prostitute ring in the morgue. Yes, yes, They work yes. for the morgue. Yes. They, when it's in full effect, kind of like just kind of winding up to the end of Act 2, they're throwing this big party in the morgue. There's a bunch of frat guys there. Oh, I like Frat guy story. number two. Kevin Costner. Holy shit. And you see him for a minute going, drink, 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 in the background. And if you look at the credits, frack guy number two, Kevin Costner. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I recently, for the first time, watched Long Goodbye. Uh-huh. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Just standing there. <laughs> just being huge. Like yeah. he's, he's just being like a silent bodyguard. Yeah. And I think that was his first role in a movie, right? Well, Hercules in New York was that's not a real thing it's a you're you're gonna see it and go this is not a real thing you're gonna watch hercules in new york and go is this a fucking adult swim movie it's a good title hercules in new york was when he was at the height of mr universe it was maybe 19 katie back me up on this 1974 maybe 75 Uh it's exactly what you think it is Hercules gets sent to New York. Hercules is Schwarzenegger. His accent was so thick, they, the, his voice is dubbed in the entire movie. 70. 70. So every time he opens his mouth, and it's funnier now because you know Schwarzenegger, it's, Zeus has sent me here to talk to you Whoa. mortals. Yeah. So it's very mind-bendy. Mind, mind Katie, can that. you pull up a clip of Hercules in New York, please? I hear that voice. It's fucking great. But the whole thing just looks like, it's like, oh, this is what Adult Swim does premise wise it's kind of enchanted it is a little bit yeah yeah, yeah but it doesn't hold up it's, it's not <laughs> it's uh, not as good as enchanted maybe not as quite a <laughs> i mean we just hadn't seen enchanted yet right, so right, it was right, enchanted right. before enchanted and then enchanted fucking ruined think, it all do you think the lookbook for enchanted had a lot, mm-hmm, of, hercules. A lot of hercules <laughs> <in New York>. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally what we're going for so obviously it'll be totally different look, totally different premise totally different acting totally different not using the real person's voice but here's the lookbook but like <laughs> get real familiar with it <laughs> watch it are you able to find it like it down there let me be the judge of that i'm tired of the same old faces the same old thing. Like it down there. Let me be the charge of that. I am tired of the same old phrases. It's, the yeah, same it's bad news. By the way, they <laughs> were correct to dub it. <laughs> Can you imagine if his whole career that had been happening? You'd be like, yeah, Total Rico makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> I don't want to be Quaid. Killian. Killian. Uh, yeah, he, he, he... But seeing that... Like, if that guy could make it with all of that yeah. going against him, yeah, the thick acts and everything, there's no excuse why anyone couldn't. He got buff. He got super buff. <laughs> but he started super buff. He started buff, so no one was confused. It wasn't like he started off like Woody Allen and then, you know. If you start buff, you can seg into comedy. Yeah. You, you can't. It's harder. I mean, you still can't. By the way, all comedians are buff now. Well, I think everyone's They're just all buff. health conscious. Kev Hart. Yep. Super swole. Yep. Uh, Burr's Burr works out, too. Does he? Yeah. Burr, Burr goes to the gym. Is he buff, though? He's not, like, shredded. I don't know if he's shredded. He can't get shredded. <laughs> if he gets shredded, then it's going to be like, hey, did you see Louie? <laughs> Louie was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no! Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what were we just talking about before? We were talking was, about... Oh, God. You're going to make me ask? What were we Can I promote my thing? Set- <laughs> No! It's on HBO and it's funny. Just watch it, please. Try to remember something. 
Damn it, we were talking about buff comedians. You were talking the about... The crazy cast in my thing? Being ripped... No, it's... This I'm an about... executive producer! It's not important! <laughs> I'm more than just a funny Cut guy! Cut all this out, Katie! <laughs> Why would you do this to someone? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it had to do something to do with buff comedians. Oh, oh, I remember what it was. It was... Uh, I came down pretty hard on The Rock... On at midnight, not, not that he was. I'm oh, he's has any awareness of me, but because they put him on the cover of the GQ comedy issue. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, he's not. I mean, like, what about Colbert or John Oliver or Sam B or some, you know? And then afterwards, I sort of regret it. I'm like, ah, he is funny though. He is funny. He's, he's a comedy charming. guy. He's charming. He's charming as shit. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, Wahlberg. It's like fucking funny. Yeah. He's in movies and being funny. It's like him and Will Ferrell. You're just like, he stole that from a comedian. <laughs> it's not fair. He's super buff. It's not fair. <laughs> Probably got a real wide dick, too. It's not fair. Probably wide. It's wide. It's plump. It's ready to go. <laughs> He's a shower. You know he is. <laughs> you know he is. Uh, speaking of showing and growing, uh, Tour to Pharmacy. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the brand is growing. And we are showing it on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> when they it would have been perfect if then you just heard a gunshot i was just like and then he blew his brains out <laughs> that was it yeah he flew last me. thing he said you, that, that was the last thing you said yes and yes, you just yes. fucking shot no i'm not shooting it. you oh okay i appreciate no. well thank you no you don't deserve to die for what i did i appreciate that <laughs> would you feel bad if i cut out the part of you killing yourself because i feel like you would do that to make a statement yes and if would, i took that away would that be it would be like it's like, why am I here? I could just stay on Fox with you all could. their censorship. <laughs> I can't swear. I can't shoot myself. What type of puritanical era are we living in? You hear Nerdist? You can't even fucking shoot yourself You can't anymore. even shoot yourself anymore. You used to be cool, man. Yeah, this shit's too PC, bro. You know, John Hamm would come on. He'd shoot himself. And it's just like, nigga, too corporate. You just got too fucking corporate. Got too fucking corporate, bro. So uh, uh, this July 8th, and then it's on all the HBO platforms. All of them. You don't have to say that. I mean, that's really shilling. Well, I'm just trying to... I just want the kids to know where they can see it. <laughs> yeah, you can watch it on your phone. I don't care. You can watch it on home box office. We're spending a lot of time on, on setting the looks. Yeah. But, but, you know, if you want to watch it on your phone... Yeah, you want to, that's fine. A lot of time in the sound mix, making sure it's properly aged. Can I put any Snapchat filters on your movie? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You could try. Yeah, you could try. Yeah, whatever gets it out there, you know? I'm desperate. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. What do they want? You want to put some fucking weird sunglasses on me and some rainbows puking out of my mouth? I don't give a shit. Just got to stay relevant. Yes. Like, hey, use this filter where you get butt fucked over a trough. And you're like, oh, nice. <laughs> cool. And does it make me, yeah, it makes you drink the shitty water, the horse water, the trough. This is a very complicated filter. <laughs> you just got to stand there and just make a face. Oh, and like, oh, yeah, there I am. Bent over. Job drinking the dirty horse water. <laughs> I think we cut it, but there was a bit in Pop Star where there's a scene where my guy comes out and he's got his dick and balls tucked between his legs and everyone takes pictures and they make an app where you have to like pin the dick on his body. <laughs> but I think we actually ended up not using it. No, it's in there. Is it in there? Okay, great. Say what? Uh, maybe. It might be in the deleted scenes. Is it in the movie? Oh, never mind then. We cut so many things that I don't remember what's going on now. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the only scene in the movie now. <laughs> is what I meant. Sorry. Sorry. I was at the backwards. Let me start from the beginning. Okay. There's this movie. What? King Kong. Uh, <laughs> the claymation movie? Yeah. I went way back. 
<laughs> back to 1933, I think. Um, what do you? What else are you working on at the moment? Um, anything else? No. Good. No, I quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you push me out business. Uh, I quit yeah, you. I quit. Fuck uh, you. We're gonna come back and shoot another season of Brooklyn. Fantastic. Yeah. The movie Brooklyn mm-hmm. with Suarez, Ram Suarez, Saoirse Ronan. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was a charming movie. It was a very yeah, sweet, charming movie. movie. Sad, yeah. fucking sad. Yeah, I have, a, I have a hard time watching sad movies. I just didn't realize them. I always think I'm like, I'm not gonna get like really upset when I watch a sad movie, and then I'm like sobbing. <laughs> and then for two days, just the looming depression. <laughs> yeah. Why am I so sad? Fuck. My family went through some shit. And what's crazy is my wife and I watch so much true crime, so many true crime shows where these are things that happen to real people. Yeah. And we'll just talk, wow, that's crazy. That, that. And then I watch, you know, like a fictional drama, and then I'm inconsolable. We burnt out on the true crime. We yeah. did, you know, we did Serial and Making a Murderer mm-hmm. and... Uh, the Durst one. Oh, right. What was that called again? The Jinx. The Jinx. Fuck, that was good. Yeah, it was good. That, I, I killed them all. Yeah, <laughs> that moment, we were like jumping up and down, like running around the room like it was Def Comedy when he started, Jam. When he started <laughs> yeah, like no, gagging. No! Oh, fuck yeah. It was, that was good TV. These are your signatures here. You can see that the letters in the uh, Oh, God, that, that was some golem. Yep, that absolutely. That's what you're saying. There's like a demon inside the coming out, just trying to get out. Oh fuck! But Investigation Discovery is a whole channel of that, and we just watch all of them. Homicide Hunter, Web of Lies, I, I Am yeah. Murder. You, how can you live in that space? Hours. Because because you, you have too much comedy in your day. Yeah, it's funny. I do, well, this isn't funny at all. I don't know why I would say that. It's colloquial. Uh, I actually don't go home and watch a lot of comedy. I've stopped watching a lot of comedy. Which I feel is a bad move because I feel like, don't you want to know what's going on with comedy? It's like everything, though. Like, you when when there's comedy that I really like now, it means so much to me. Right. When, I, when I'm like, fuck, that really made me laugh. How satisfying. I have almost been moved to tears how much I love Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Just like we're like, fuck, that was the perfect joke. It's so I'll great. never write a joke that good. It's really, it's a fucking great show. Yeah. Well, Harmon Roiland, they're great dudes. They're good, good together. Well, they're funny. I wouldn't say they're, they're good. D- <laughs> I mean, they're both fucking lunatics. I love them. <laughs> in the best way. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Roiland in a while. He might have just mellowed out. But when I met him, I was like, you're fucking crazy. I really like you. But the. You know when you put when you put those when you put all that together it doesn't always work and they somehow manage that to That show is brilliant. It's so yeah. lucid. Oh my god. It's like it scratches two itches that you think can't work together. Yeah. But it really does. I mean imagine it, just when you think about what the pitch is like well it's you know like a almost like a parody of Back to the Future. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's the greatest thing ever. I will say almost everything and this, I'm not saying this to reduce how good that show is. Almost everything that deals in time travel of some sort, I'll watch. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Even, do- if, even if it's like pretty hacky, I'll be like, yeah, but I still want to. Do- Doctor Who? You a Doctor Who fan at all? Not huge. Okay. But, but I probably would like it more than I've given it a chance but to you, watch. Did you like Arrival? Yeah. I liked it a lot, too. I loved it. It was a fucking gorgeous and movie. Talk about, I cried hard watching Arrival. How could you not? It's so heavy. How could you not? She Knew what was going to happen and chose to do it anyway. That's <sighs> fucking super heavy, man. <sighs> and then just oh, the, yeah. 
the whole thing about the language and the yes, the, uh, it was really good and really well done. Everything looked really legit. The aliens look different than aliens that I've seen before, but they looked like cephalopods. Yeah, they they sold, they sold me on it, and they had their own vibe. Yeah, I, was, I was I was talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson about it, and of course Naturally. he just shattered all of the. Why wouldn't they just use? And then he like he sort of explained like what you would actually do if aliens showed up. I'm like, oh yeah, oh man, oh yeah. Well, okay. that's that's his own personal hell to live in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I intentionally didn't get too smart. <laughs> everything ruined i already can't watch comedy yeah you can't it's all you don't want to take away sci-fi the only thing i'll say about arrival and it doesn't even bother me is they fully pulled a bill and ted not to keep referencing bill and ted but when she goes into her vision of the future right it's uh the the guy the general from china is like hey just so you know if you ever talk to oh, me, right, right, you right. should probably say this. And it's the tape recorder when they're in jail. Right, right, and right. And then afterwards, like, okay, but don't forget, we have to record that and place it in the jail. Leave your keys yeah. over there. I did steal my dad's keys. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully, while we were watching it, I was fully immersed in Arrival, loving it. And I, and I went, it's Bill and Ted's. It's fucking Bill and Ted's. <laughs> it's 100% Bill and Ted's. So what do we learn from this podcast? Number one, you're going to watch Tour to Pharmacy. July 8th yes. uh, on all the HBO areas. Yeah. Uh, you're going to watch Gremlins 2. Ugh. And watch that sketch, too, Key and Peele sketch. And watch the Gremlins 2 Key and Peele Ugh. sketch. You have to watch that immediately. I will. Okay. I promise I will. And then uh, and then uh, what else? Anything else? Just that Bill and Ted is awesome. Bill and Ted's awesome. They need to make a third one. Yeah. And please have both of us in it. We need to both be in it somewhere. Boy, that'd be really crazy if they were, if they were like... Hey, do you want to, you know, this whole time, you're like, oh, you can't replace them. But if they, someone came to you and were like, hey, would you want to be the new, would you do it or would you? Bill and Ted? Yeah. No. It's the, it's the reach for the, cha- it's, it's, it's the reach for the chalice moment it in means, Last Crusade. Yeah, it means too I much can reach me. it. Let it go. <laughs> I can reach it. It's right there. Let it go, Let Indiana. It go. Let it go. Let it go. We're both really good at that. Oh, oh we're both really good at that. Let it go. Let it go, Indiana. Indiana. I was the next man. I am the last dragon. (laughs) (laughs) That was your pull? (laughs) Oh my god, that hurt me. (laughs) I've lost the cure for cancer. (laughs) That's good good too. Medicine man, huh? Wrap it up with medicine man? Medicine man. You always want to go out. You always want to go out on medicine man. That's like rule of three. Go out on medicine. Bill Hicks always said. (laughs) (laughs) Go out on medicine. Go out on medicine, man. Oh, yeah, medicine, man. Well, that's your closer. You know what? Speaking of medicine, man, kind of wraps it around a tour to pharmacy. Yeah. Men's. Men's. Men. Thanks for doing that. The end. Enjoy your burrito.
nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.